Welcome back to Coffee and Conversations, my people. It's your girl Fiona, all the way from Kampala, Uganda, bringing you today's show. Good morning to those who are just starting their day. Good afternoon to those who are enjoying their afternoon. And good evening to those who might be on their way back home or something but just winding up the day and good night to those who are already sleeping glad to have y'all join us in today's discussion and also whenever you're going to catch this show we are glad and super delighted to have you join us the weather has been quite cold and chilly here in Kampala it's been rainy over the past few days or a week it's been raining like every time it is midday just know the clouds are up they're heavy and it's raining until evening and some days it would rain through the night yeah or in the late hours of the night so it's been quite cold and chilly now i love rainy days i really really do just that the rain limits movements like when it's raining it's very hard to move from place to place easily like there's just so much to deal with there's just so much to deal with but nonetheless i love the cold and chilly weather i get to take more tea more coffees i get to put on my cool cool sweaters yeah stuff like that and today today such a big big surprise like the skies have been so clear and it's been shining all day all day like up to now because it's um it's a uh, late afternoon towards evening here right now and i was so happy i was just so happy because i don't like doing laundry and then i have to dry the next day and the next day if it's more than one day mm, that's work for me really but today i got to do my laundry and it dried in one takeover day and i am super super excited but i have more laundry to do tomorrow so i pray that god smiles and shines on me tomorrow so that my laundry gets dry in one day so guys you are well welcome how has your week been over there how how is life how are your loved ones um just a little update at the beginning of this week so on Saturday, i have this cool cool friend who decided to give us a birthday late surprise my birthday is in july but i was having kind of a redo of july in september it was quite fun they have a big family we had games we had cake we had food and there were gifts i love surprises guys i really love surprises i love gifts yeah i can always picture the heart of the person through that see what they went through it really communicates much to me and you can see how my week really started it was quite a high for me and it was pretty thoughtful of her and it was exciting with all these people plus her two sisters oh yeah her sister's birthdays one was in june and another was in august so it was a belated kind of thing but so much fun i was really elated and today's on today's show just grab yourself a latte grab yourself some coffee we are having tea with my guest some masala tea afternoon masala tea today we just did a kind of a shift i love tea too basically herbal teas 
especially and the weather here is quite perfect for any drink quite steaming and hot so on today's show we'll be expounding more on the long way home part two um maybe there'll be a part three i don't know yeah but we'll continue from where we left last week and we'll be answering the question of purpose purpose in the wilderness the question of why me you know this is the question at the back of our minds when things don't go away whatever the case is because some can be really really extreme well other cases are really really light <laughs> yeah and when you're telling someone about it they'll be like yo there's no fuss there's no fuss about that why do you fuss about that like it's so light it's so small but whatever the case there is always a longing deep in the human soul to find some some form of meaning and reason you know in everything that we go through actually both the good and the bad you know like when everything good is just happening to you you'd like to know yeah at the back of your mind though it may not be so loud will be the question why me what did i do to deserve this you know that kind of thought process but also when things are really going bad you're like why me you know and sometimes all this is so unexplainable you know you can't find reason you can't find meaning you can't justify whatever is happening you know and in such a place we can always know that there is purpose in there though we do not see it readily as we should but there is always a reason though we can't justify it humanly in a logic sometimes there is even no reason enough so when the various trials come with names and faces and find their way to our personal addresses simple belief like the simple belief doesn't always feel enough to live on in these places it's quite hard for us not to turn our gaze toward the heavens and just wonder aloud to god why me you know why me um when we go through the bible job responded to his multitude of inexplicable problems and he said to god why do you hide your face and consider me your enemy that is job 13:24 the prophet habakkuk cried out to god from what appeared to be never ending exile with his countrymen and he said to god why do you look with favor on those who deal treacherously don't we always do that like god why is everyone else prospering that looks to be wicked that doesn't look to be in right standing with you yet as who seem quote unquote righteous nothing is happening to us he basically also asked why are you silent when the wicked swallow up those more righteous than they you know someone will come with a comment on social media doesn't god see the things that happen in haiti doesn't he see the tsunamis that happen in asia and all these things and there are believers that are worth saving these are more questions we usually ask and that is habakkuk 1:13 jeremiah on the other hand tried reconciling everything he knew about god with what he was seeing in practice he cried out loud he cried out loud and said you oh lord you rule forever your throne is from generation to generation why do you forget us forever why do you forsake us so long that is lamentations 5 verse 19 to 20 so as we're still expounding on the wilderness and this 
long journey to home, what we perceive home to be. Join me with my guest once again, Nobat K, today as we share parts of our experience and talk about finding personal meaning, finding purpose, and basically collaborating with God in these places, in these seasons, in these times of life that are also known as the wilderness. So, Nobat K, please greet our listeners today and let them know how your week has been. Yeah. Yes. Um. Hello to you all that are listening. It's quite a privilege and an honor to to share with you. To yeah, to have. It's always um, an honor to share the word of God with uh, with the brethren. So, my week has been awesome. He's been faithful as he always has been, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us, it's been raining like consistently sometimes in the mornings. So how have you found this weather to be? Or you are a lover of the cold weather? I don't know. People are frustrated. People that like hotness, sunshine, and all these things. Yeah. Um. I thank God that I've been working from home uh, the past couple uh, months. So it's really been it hasn't been really hard you just wake up you can even work from your bed what matters is you being able to deliver Mm. yeah so yeah basically it's been it's it's been the usual really yeah yeah but yeah in and out of season we have to deliver so Mm. to me weather weather is not is not is not a limitation it's not a limitation yes if i'm meant to to lead worship somewhere and there's a storm I'll go through that storm to preach. To <laughs> you guys, yeah, this guy, he'll go through the hailstones, yeah, with his guitar and his equipment and just weather the storm and get there. Wow, that's so cool. But I think also in this season of the pandemic, it's been a a great a great chance for people to to explore the ability and the probability of working from home and to make their spaces quite comfortable for this. So I get you. You know, some people just stay in bed, like up to midday or something, but they are delivering on their work. So shout out to you guys who are working from home. It's no easy. It's no easy. The food, the noise, the kids, the shows, everything is just vying for your attention. But regardless, y'all are doing so great. So shout out to you. So. We are going to be expounding more using um, the example of Job. Yeah? If you are like me, when I started to read through the Bible and um, just um, get through the stories, I think one story that really stuck out for me was the story of Job. Like present day, if they ask you the epitome of righteousness. <laughs> in the Bible, aside from Jesus, Abraham, and all these guys, like Job was the guy, you know? At the beginning of the uh, uh, at the beginning, sorry, of the book of Job, we see that Job was a devoted, a dedicated servant of God, and he was righteous. You know, I can picture this conversation that that scripture talks about, the conversation between God and the devil, you know? Like, God was there talking to the devil, and God was like, this is my servant Job. I'm delighted in him. He's righteous. You know, he's dedicated. He's devoted to me. And the devil tells God, nah, mm-mm. Do you know that he is only as devoted, as dedicated, as righteous because of your hedge around him? 
and your blessing these are my additions and your protection and everything you've given him just take it away and you will see his real heart you know the devil dared god to let him torment job and see if he would stay the same and we know how this story goes on yeah god gave permission to the devil and the devil went and tormented job we know that he he lost his livestock yeah his children died he was also hit by such a strange and severe sickness i think this was wilderness extreme this was wilderness extreme i just keep picturing all these things but listen to what a man who has gone through all this says to the lord you know job's friends used to come, they used to come and tell him comfort him challenge his faith but at the end of the book of job job says quite a challenging statement that is very thoughtful that is job 42 verse 5 basically job tells god that before i job just had you by ear but now after after all this imagine him saying all these things after he's lost his children his livestock everything he had his riches was hit by a severe sickness and no doctor probably should he have lived in this day age and era there wasn't any prescription for him this is when the doctors tell you no i just go and be home wait for your death yeah like seriously just wait for the day you'll be gone and that's it but job tells god i had you by ear but now my spiritual eye sees you i had in that same chapter that is uh, 42 chapter 42 we see that god gave job twice all he had before the wilderness before this whole thing that tormenting in fact job had more children and the bible says he had fairer daughters that no one had in the whole land yeah and job lived for more 140 years that means god multiplied upon his life he saw his children to the fourth generation and the book of job ends by saying he died full of his days full of his days can mean many things basically he wanted nothing more he was happy he had seen it all he had experienced all of god's goodness he was full in everything and it was finally deserving of him to rest that way and over to our guest nobat k is there a way we can readily readily find meaning or respond to these wilderness places maybe the example of job could have been quite extreme um to our day and era but just imagine you in this place you're in right standing with god according to the standard um you are doing things by the book you know you're in a right place with god like your heart is right actually god acknowledges you he's like my child no but yeah we are good but then all these things happen but without the back conversation of job how does one readily find meaning in this place and if you've gone through this place before what has your response been like first hand yes um i i love what you say extreme there's nothing like extreme mm-hmm. these things really, mm. because um you you know someone can go through it, a, a situation for one year and call that extreme they are men like joseph who was sold off by his brothers oh yeah and almost a big portion of his lifetime he's in slavery from slavery to you know to to, to prisons to uh, masters you know 
basically it, it you can say that's not a short lifetime really a short time to say you're being tested by a god or you know and some have um, the notion that uh, that you must have done something bad for god to test you oh yeah but that, that, that it feels like so no it, it, uh-huh. it, it's it's not like that mm. yeah uh, as picking it up from where we left it the other time we said for every purpose there is a time allocated to it so um all the men of god you know um had these moments and it's also it's also an assumption for you to think that you can go in the wilderness and come out successful not everyone who has gone into the wilderness has Without come out so no not so <laughs> because if we just for example use uh, the the example that we used the previous week the israelites not all of them that went into the wilderness came out mm-hmm. even the person who led them mm-hmm. actually did not come mm-hmm. out did not come through mm-hmm. to the promised land to the destination that they all set out for so it's very important um to know to have the the right attitude the right mindset for this wilderness because the wilderness can swallow you mm-hmm. if you're not careful the wilderness can swallow you now of course we for example in the example of uh, the israelites we realize jacob and caleb are the ones among the people whom they had sent to to, to what to spy mm. the land yeah so in this wilderness as we said it's a moment of teaching also. actually joshua sorry joshua. sorry yeah sorry yeah sorry joshua yeah so joshua and caleb so they went and so basically after god has taught you all these things you know and you have refused to learn it's very possible for the for that wilderness to swallow because the people that left egypt yeah they it's their descendants that actually made it to the promised land because mm. the what was agreed whoever has seen manna fall from heaven whoever has seen me split the red sea and still has this unbelief cannot cross over to the new beginning mm. you know and it's people like 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 Joshua and Caleb that were able to what to make it to the other end because for them when they saw the giants you know and people were saying they will eat us like grasshoppers they were seeing the mighty god who parted the red sea you know they were seeing the mighty god who 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 did who killed the whole firstborns of of of, of what of egypt and spared their own they were seeing all those big things that god had done and those are the people that went through mm-hmm. so in um, the right way to approach this number one if you're in the wilderness you ought not to grumble what caused most of them not to cross over was most of them grumbled is is grumbling evil how 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 extreme can grumbling be so that someone will not get out of the wilderness well really it's not that when you grumble you'll not get out mm-hmm. now we are subject to a much bigger um force in play mm-hmm. we are under the reign of the grace of god mm-hmm. so it's it's really it will depend because uh, i'm not the one to determine who gets out and who you know but basically grumbling is one of the things when you're in there you know you ought to sing worship you ought to know that god has your best interest at heart mm-hmm. 
you ought to to believe you ought to look back at the previous victories and know if you are able to overcome then then the very god who enabled you overcome can enable you enable you cross this 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 mountain that is before you you know so the mindset ought to be right in some of these wilderness god is just shaping our character at times you find for example in the first times when when you've just there are three phases there's the beginning the middle phase and the last phase now in the beginning phase that's when you're throwing tantrums that's when you're like oh god has deserted me in the middle there you're wary of the complaining so you're beginning now to because the wilderness will position you in such a way that you have nowhere else to run you get the world cannot help you no one can help you and god is letting you go through it because you're being what refined like that pure gold then at the end after you've given up and you're tired of the complaining now you get back to god you're like okay god here i am do as you please now in that place god will reveal his glory yes so in that place that's the place of victory when you have let down your god when you've just cho- chosen to trust him mm. yes so I, w- i would like to just take you back or us to talk back on a particular point you made you said that not everybody gets out of the wilderness and this can mean very different things like we said maybe to help some of our listeners these are basically the dry and dusty patches of life that are not pleasant this could be maybe you've waited on god for a particular thing You've prayed all the prayers you know how to but nothing seems to be coming through. No one is able to help you. I was um just reflecting on this message today and someone was telling us how they prayed for a child from God and they got the child but the child died instantly like there was no cause of death. The child died and this reminds me of the um, who is it who is it when they come back to mind in the bible like basically they prayed god has gifted them the child but again the child has died and they're like god what's up what the heck yeah and this can be different spaces for each of us or different things for some like we said at the beginning they can be extreme and by extreme we mean that it can be severe a job kind of thing whereby you're even struck by illness that no one knows you've tried everything you know but sometimes they can be lighter lighter in time in timing that could be like three months and it's done maybe a week but some people like our guest told us it could take a year and that could be extreme for certain people or five years or whatever yeah so you are telling us about how some people really get out of the wilderness just using our era right now where we live what are some of the things or pointers that you could give our dear listeners that show or cause some people just to be drowned up in these places and they don't get to achieve god's purpose for them in these places all right let me give an example being a worship leader and uh, an artist mm. i i had that moment it's very easy for you to wait on god for example you've had this dream you really want to do this music and you've not gotten the backing of the church mm-hmm. it's very easy for you to be like this thing is not going to work Talk about let it. me shift to secular music mm-hmm. because in the world they will always be ready to receive you you will do one secular song just it may not Millions even be recorded and then you know everyone is booking you for yeah, and you're like yeah, yeah, but yeah. this thing i think has money yeah but you are still in the period of learning the other side mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so you can abandon this destiny this dream 
and be drowned and choked by the desires of this world you know they will lift you up there and you will feel you on top it's very easy to lose it there you know you've prayed so much to god for a child and it's 10 years what is 10 years to god god can give you a child after 15 years why throw in the towel because to god it's just time and you see everything that comes from god is pleasant it brings joy it brings fullness in heart when you have that child before that time you will not have the peace such a person may be like god has failed in these 10 years let me go and try the witch doctor you understanding how you get lost in the wilderness so you were on course for those 10 years and when just when god was just about to bring about your breakthrough you compromised and sh- sh- uh, shifted to the other other side you know yeah you will get that child because they could have the power to give you that child but that <laughs> yeah. child those are yeah. the children that you will have and you will never have joy in your life because there will be something demanded of you in return for that child you know as some examples of some people who have gone down that road have, have been sharing you know mm-hmm. so it's god's timing is the perfect one you know and and um at times we we it's just that it's now human uh, we 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 get to 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 relate it in the human intellect and in the human standard but truth be told like 15 years there are things personally that I'm still waiting on God for you know wow. and I would rather go back to him with that faith for those things than compromise in that area you know someone has been shattered by i don't know how many boyfriends girlfriends and they no longer believe that you know first of all probably the methods they deployed to get them were wrong you know and they're blaming it on god and their faith has you know because what the wilderness is supposed to do is supposed to refine you supposed to make you stronger supposed to mold the way you think supposed to mold um your character you know so if if you're in there you can only get better and in the wilderness this is the thing god will always show himself available he will always show himself strong in all those places that joseph went to you know everything he touched prospered that's why even when they are taking him to be the the governor you know he 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 has the testimony he was in prison interpreting dreams for people and they prospered you know he was at his master the person who took him up and before the wife tried to seduce him you know he, everything he was touching was prospering so god is god is evidenced even in your life even in the wilderness you know and all these moments you ought to have this mindset god is working out something in me moses had a time when he was looking after the father in law's sheep for 40 years there's something by the way about 40 yeah there's, you know, there's a reason as to why 40, 40, jesus fasted, jesus fasted started, 40 you know, there's a reason as why they went uh-huh. through the wilderness for 40 years uh-huh. now that's for you the listener to go and do some study what does 40 represent mm. but there's a, a spiritual significance of that number of 40 yes. oh every number has yes. a spiritual so when you look at the fact that actually moses tended his father in law sheep for 40 years and you realize he had to take the israelites through the wilderness for 40 years you see this is clearly training if you read the scripture with the, not the physical eye but with the spiritual eye 
everything gets to click everything gets to connect when you look at david you know david there's a time he had even been anointed yeah. by the man of god to be the king there's a time he's running for his life when Saul wants to you know but god was teaching him something you know how to honor anointing you know and if you look at god there's a, there's a reason as to why god loves it tending sheep what what because these were the shepherds in old eh? shepherd yeah. so most of the kings you will find shepherd later king shepherd king shepherd leader because what, being a shepherd in that occupation god molded his leaders mm. he did not mold them on the throne mm. no the throne found them ready for that mm. time so you've got to carry this mindset that in the fire you know There's a song by Hillsong, eh? you yeah. are making new wine, you know? Yeah. We shall do a cappella. <laughs> you keep yeah. promising people for a cappella. New wine. Very soon they are going to start asking you for those cappellas. You keep promising. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, that's mm. just a joke. Um, so, basically, you've got to see God in this. He's, he's, uh, let me tell you, in the wilderness is when you hear God. Better. You get because you see in the wilderness you don't have any choice. Yeah. You don't have any choice. choice. Moses it's actually when he's standing his father in law's ship that he sees the burning bush and God speaks to him. In the wilderness there's no distraction. You know when you're not in the wilderness you're chasing money, you're chasing this in the wilderness. You have no I've said you have tried all other options. They have failed. In my language bigany. Bigany. Now that that they have refused You yeah. know now you're like God here I am mm-hmm. and you're very attentive in that place that's when you hear Elijah gets to hear that still small voice yeah, yeah yeah you know there's a time when Elijah was running for his life when they have wanted to kill him yes, yes. they have and Jezebel yes. you know so basically there was also that time you know and ravens had to bring for him food you know mm-hmm. in that time it's when God shows you his strength and power so yeah. God wants to reveal himself strong in this wilderness but we must have the right state of mind if we are to come out victorious and on top and everyone who is diligent enough to patiently wait through this process and wait on God they are never disappointed wow and you will always have evidences that God is with you because in those times all those times there will be evidences that actually God is working with you wow i know that is so true that is so true I remember that somehow in life humanly if we can find reason and explain why our life is a certain way it helps us deal with whatever is happening at hand like if you can find excuses and say maybe I don't have a job maybe I should have done another masters I I'm not connected well to people like if we can find justification it helps us deal with whatever is happening in our life at hand and to a certain extent control over our lives but the word says that god is our source you know he has called us to himself he is the source he is the resource so basically it is from him that everything else happens but sometimes this is not how it goes you know we want to assume a particular control over our lives we want to assume a particular justification of why things are happening in both the good and the bad personally i like to have plan a and plan b all the time i'm one of those very calculative people which is fading away because i know that god has everything it's quite a journey you know but as those people who have a plan a, a b and a c at the back somewhere there but in 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 some places of this 
wilderness for me in these uh, parts where I didn't find understanding I found that all these plants until they fade away you are not going to see your breakthrough if there's still a place where you think plan A might work God will be like yeah yeah girl yeah boy please move on with your plan A until all these things fade away this is when now God comes through and takes his place so whatever you're going through we would like to encourage you and let you know that number one God delights in your prosperity you know he rejoices over our wellness yeah he wants us to prosper both in health in, in finances spiritually he delights in fact he rejoices and he wants this for us and number two God has our best interests at heart, no matter what. There is nobody, not even my mother, has the best interests for me over and beyond like God does. He has our best interests at heart. And number three, God will always come through. He's, he's never failed. That's not his history. He will always come through. So here are just three things that I picked from my particular parts of my story that we're going to share about with Nobat that I have interpreted as purpose for me in my journey. Purpose is not limited to these three things or will not entirely be interpreted in these three things for every wilderness journey, but it's not limited to this, but this is what we are going to focus on. And the first thing that I have come to realize, the hard way is obedience. Like the wilderness experience just grows humility and obedience in you. Like I said, for as long as you have plan A, plan B, plan C. For example, for as long as you know Fifi will give me this money, nobody will give me this money. In fact, you have a list of people who can do all these things for you. Then God is out of that equation because he is not necessary. And here I understood that sometimes you just need to try and quit fixing the wilderness, but yield to it. And how do we yield? One of my learning points was this because I remember a few years back, I was working in a place, the money was not that pleasant, really. It was kind of peanuts. I did like three, three job descriptions in one. It, it took a toll on me. But here I was praying to God for another job, another placement, which readily didn't come through. I tried to do applications here and there. And guys, no one would even send me a message of we've received your application. So please wait on the other communication. Like nothing happened like that. So I was frustrated because I don't like to overheat, um, to overheat dead world. So I moved on. But as I was there, this same God directs me to tithe 20%. You know, we tithe, the minimum is 10%. But God gives me an instruction to tithe 20%. Remember, my salary was peanuts. Like seriously, by the middle of the month, like 15th, my money is already done. My salary is done by the end of the month. Paycheck, pay bills, but also pay some loans that were already outstanding. And God is like, I want you to pay 20%. I was like, yo, dude, now. So I remember thinking through this, but I think also I was at a place in that timing where I had tried, like I said, applications were not yielding much. The connections I thought I had, no one was coming through, you know? I just didn't see a way through, so I decided, you know what, chick, do the best you can right now. And this instruction comes through 20%. I sat, I debated. 
that was a significant portion of my peanut salary 20 percent right now i cannot tell you or attribute any miracle in my life to that 20 percent because god knows why all i needed to do was obedient was be obedient yeah all that i needed to do was carry on the obedience it was such a tough thing but then god also brought messages of confirmation you know the bible says that we carry witness we carry the witness of the holy spirit and also witness with other people like-minded people around us so it was one of the hardest things to do you know obedience is never far-fetched obedience is not lacking in our closets every morning and they're like hey just put me on you know i'm ready it's not some overly well ironed out clothes that we delight in every morning and with a lot of excitement say yeah i'm moving with obedience no it isn't obedience takes effort and humility realizing that god the maker knows it all like i said he delights in our prosperity that he has our best interests at heart like no one no one you know and even better than yourself i like this scripture in matthew 6 where um jesus was talking to the disciples and somewhere it says i don't remember the verse very well but the amplified version says that our father knows our needs before we know that we need them in fact he knows that i need this thing which i do not know right now that i will need then yeah that is how so good a father he is actually in the later verses he says why are you worrying about tomorrow sufficient for the day is today you know is this going to add a cubit of hair on your head no you need to relax and be peaceful in the truth that your father takes care of your needs and he knows them actually before you make mention that just blew me away not even your spouse is going to anticipate your needs he, he or she might anticipate some but not entirely what you're going to need but here this is what the word tells us you know much of the book of exodus from the red sea to sinai and beyond is taken through where we see god's people going through situations where they could know god by experience you can't obey something you have not experienced for me to be obedient to a boss i need to have an experience and know that this is my boss this is what's required of me there is like an exchange and a place of authority so god wanted them to know him by experience where they could witness the range of his power and in the context of his faithfulness for the hebrews the wilderness was the way of the land by the philistines this was not an easy place to go through you know this was a place with hostile enemies but sometimes god is just going to give you a simple instruction and he needs your obedience some of them are really so simple that we could pass by them some of them are too hard that we cannot read through them sometimes we are like but god you need to understand this but much of what brought um, most of the wrote most of the could be curses or something because the old testament people were living by the law you either did the law or you were cursed yeah disobedience there's a whole chapter on disobedience deuteronomy 28 it starts with the blessings of obedience and then yeah whatever comes after is for disobedience so really you can no longer as much go through your wilderness without being obedient to god you do not have to make sense of it but you need to trust again 
He delights in your prosperity. He has your best interests at heart. And he knows it all to the very end. No, but what would you what would you sum up obedience to be in such places? Well, um, of course, when we talk about obedience, then we must also not uh, ignore the fact that one must be able to listen to God. Yes, 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 yes. Because yes. there are some who, in the pretense of not knowing the voice of God, pretend, okay, tend to disobey, you know? Yes. So, but I believe God's voice is the loudest. You cannot miss it. Deep within you, because you are a spiritual being, yeah. he will speak and he will communicate. Mm-hmm. Even when you are disobe- disobeying and disobedient, he will know that you're being disobedient. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, obedience is basically taking heed of that instruction mm-hmm. that has come, you know? Mm-hmm. There is an instruction upon your life. It could be, this is the time for you to learn it could be this is the time for you to start the ministry yeah you better start that ministry mm-hmm. because god does not delight in mamas he does not delight in grumblings you know yeah. you know god was telling moses go and lead my people it's like i'm stammering he forgot the person before whom he was mm-hmm. what he was standing that's why i have a feeling that's that's just saying i have a feeling you know <laughs> i have a feeling those simple simple things that Moses could have taken lightly, could have been the same, you know, and you see what made him miss disobedience. Yeah. He is told to strike once oh, yeah, he chooses, he, you know. Yeah, and he strikes. Yes, and it's, 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 it's as simple as that. Understand the person to whom you are ministering, for whom you are ministering. Mm. If he tells you, go and lead, you have seen him change anything, the stick, the what, you know. And you're talking about murmuring, you've seen him do all these crazy things, you know. Before he even parts the Red Sea, he's like, the people want, what should I do, God? <laughs> and he's like, what is in your hand? Use that. So, yeah. basically, because God has used him, you know, and he expects him to reach out in three, you know. But, um, so, it's if he says, strike the rock ones, eh? don't strike you know and of course if you read if you go deeper into the understanding of, of why he couldn't make it it's mm. because the rock couldn't be christ was that rock was yeah. a representation of yeah, that rock he was. and that rock could only be struck once yeah you get so that was like oh i got the rabbis in the house you know that, <laughs> that rock yeah. could not be struck yeah twice, you know and the, yes so basically those are some of the things if if moses had said god clear my speech that would have been a better a argument. Better argument. Yeah. than saying, I cannot what, you know. If God ever tells you, you're like, okay, God, yes, this is this. How will I do it? Now you're talking, you know. And then you'll be like, go to this and so person from here. Go take the bus. I'll tell you where to get out from. That is, that is you know. <laughs> yes, so obedience at times will come requiring faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the other aspect I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So when God speaks, if he tells you what a man can tell you, then he's not God. Because the difference between God and man <laughs> is that he is able. Just you repeat that. If God tells you what a man can tell you, then, yo, yeah, that is not God. That is not <laughs> God. Most times, his assignments, that's why I said the other time, if you feel like you're ready for the assignment, you're not ready. then you're not ready. Mm-hmm. Because God's true assignment Requires is much him. heavier 
and crazier that we can than we can handle. Yeah. You know, you will need to be in that place. You're like, okay, God, thank you for this assignment. But, but if you I don't go to, with me, um, I am yeah, not going anywhere. You know, yeah, and you're like, I am true. going, but I am going out in faith. Yeah. So that is the obedience. It must be coupled up with faith. Yeah. You're moving. He has told you build the ark, but it has never rained for how many years? You know, it's very easy for us oh, to think about said, Noah, yeah. and you say, ah, uh, it, it would have, you know. <laughs> but and, if you're going those years, and actually that uh, that boat took him more than a hundred years, yo, to build. Uh, like this it must be top-notch obedience. It it doesn't really make sense yeah. most times when that instruction comes. Mm. But if you reach out in faith, then you are the person. You know, every yeah. and and this is the thing, God will never be moved by your mamas, by your crying. I have suffered yeah. so much. God can't you? No, God will be moved by your faith. God responds. God. Yeah, uh, God is not guilt tripped. <laughs> Let me tell you, God is moved by your faith. Yeah, you're like I do not have money, but I am going to go out and yeah. do this, though it requires money. Now they are. Most times God will send you out. He will not just like how Jesus sent out the disciples. Yeah. He didn't give them anything. When they come back, he said, "Did you? When I sent you out, eh? You didn't go with the past. You didn't. Did you lack anything? No. Because while on your this assignment, this, there is supernatural provision oh, for you. There is oh, supernatural yeah. intervention for you. Yeah. That is why you see even Paul in that. Also, Paul had that that wilderness, Damascus and, uh, yeah, 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 and, and Arabia, Arabia. You know, actually, yeah. In those moments, eh? God was, you know, whether it's the ship going to see, somehow, or whether the snake bites him, everyone waited for him to die. He did, he and didn't. then they called him a god, you know, yeah. because it was something. So in that wilderness, God will always prove Himself. You cannot be in the wilderness and not see the hand of God. Yes, you will not be out there for everyone to appreciate the gift that is or upon see, you. Actually, but yeah. in your footprint. You will realize that you that was only God. And actually, you've gone ahead of me to the second point, which is the supernatural intervention. Like we said earlier, these places humble us enough to get narrower, where no one is giving you the answers, no one is going to give you that kamani pamal, like for five years <laughs> to take care of you, not even your parents. At some point, they'll be like, yo, you finished school, can you take care of yourself? No one is going to provide the answers that we need, the provision like God. And I have found this to be so true in these places. In these places, resist the urge of praying away what God has brought your way to experience and so that you can worship him in a new way, you know. He puts you through the seemingly hard times. Yeah, this is to the Israelites. This was Moses speaking to them, but I'm also adding quote-unquote. He made them go hungry. He fed them with manna, something that neither them nor their parents knew anything about. So that they would learn that men and women do not live by bread only. I think it is in Matthew 4, uh, where Jesus is in the wilderness and the devil says, um, what is it? Um, what is it where Jesus says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of God's mouth? It was first in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, you know? So they learned that God was who he said he was, that he would supernaturally do what only he can do. So I realized that in this place, there are only God breakthroughs. There are breakthroughs that are only God. You hear people's testimonies of, I got this job, I wasn't connected, I wasn't qualified. 
ne 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 everything is just so supernatural yeah there will be only god provision like nobody said well god is the only one that's going to provide you don't know where the bread is coming from but somehow someone calls you up hey i've been instructed or i just feel like blessing you in such and such a way so it's not by might it's not by power but by his spirit even the great apostle like we are talking about paul he was dispatched to arabia and other lonely places for three good years after his dramatic conversion to christ you know present day we think that when god says yeah now you have the gift of this you're a great teacher you're a prophet man you you think that you'll just go out the apostle you're an evangelist you go out and do all these great and mighty feats but apostle paul had to be secluded for three good years hmm? um for further reading you can uh, look at galatians chapter 1:15 to 18 so in this place the apostle paul got to know god in pivotal ways when he wakes up and says that none, nothing can shake me i'm immovable yeah for to live is christ and to die is gain these are words of a man who has experienced god in some way and the wilderness experience gives us this supernatural intervention so that we'll have only god experiences that when you stand to teach talk about something share your experience actually they also give us authority in certain places that when you speak about something when you you have the authority backing you up of the place where you have been so in this um first peter chapter 1 verse 6 to 7 says in this you greatly rejoice brethren even though now for a little while if necessary you have been distressed by various trials so that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold which is perishable even though it is tested by fire and fire can be literal in many ways it may be found to result in praise glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ and this brings us to our last point which is building our faith muscle there is nothing i can attribute my faith to yeah other than first and foremost my salvation second of all because Jesus loves me and he's allowed me to be in particular spaces but things that have really really shaped my faith that have forced me in that place of growth are the wilderness experiences yeah for me to even realize that i'm gifted in such a way i'm not saying that for anyone to realize their gifts or to get into their callings they need to first go through the wilderness no but like we said god will seclude you somehow in a particular where you will see him as only god and grow your faith i like this chapter in mark 4 37 to 41 there was a furious storm you know the famous storm story it arose the waves kept beating the boat if you've gone for a boat cruise or a boat ride you know the picture of this portion of scripture jesus was asleep and they awoke him and said master do you not care that we are perishing this is the question that many people are asking today we're in scientific elections in my country we're going to do scientific elections somehow there's been chaos of a particular party that's been having primary elections to get their leaders in particular places and and positions yeah and there's been murder there's been um people are accusing others of um stealing the votes and all this kind of stuff and people are saying master do you not care that we are perishing as a nation people could be tired of um, very many things again the very many things that qualify as the wilderness these guys were in a storm by the sea literally and jesus woke up and he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea hush now be still 
and the wind ceased. It sank to rest. It was exhausted by its beating. And there was immediately such a great calm, a perfect peacefulness. He said to them, why are you so timid and fearful? How is it that you have no faith? You have no family relying trust. I like the amplified version because it adds more words to bring home whatever that portion of scripture meant. How is it that you have no faith, no family relying trust? And they were filled with great awe and they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? The same story happens almost similarly in Matthew 14 where we see Peter, verse 28 up to 31. They saw Jesus walking on water to them, the disciples, and they thought he was a ghost. He's like, no guys, courage, it is me, Jesus. Yo, I'm here, coming towards you. And Peter boldly, I like the addition of the word. Other versions, I don't know, but here in uh, the Amplified Version, it says boldly, wanted to walk on the water. Isn't it like we maybe you've realized you have a particular gift and you're boldly wanting to go into ministry, uh, you're boldly wanting to pursue particular career directions. You're boldly wanting to pursue these relationships. Yeah, Peter boldly wanted to walk on the water to Jesus. And Jesus told him, yeah, come. But when the winds once again started beating, when the waves became violent, when he started actually sinking. Now look at this. Peter started sinking the moment he perceived the winds and the waves. When he perceived all these other things of the physical sea, he started sinking. And he cried out to Jesus once again. But Jesus told him, you come. Yeah. But Jesus again asked the same question. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Faith isn't just built in the mountaintops of life. As much as we need to navigate the mountaintops of life where we get comfortable with the goodness of the Lord, with the success of the Lord, it is also much built in the valleys where we try to navigate and learn to navigate these places. You know, like when you're so used to being at the top, things are so good, and then this one time things are so bad. People have died of pressure. People have died of diabetes. People have died of strange diseases because they can't make sense of life. How a life so good can end up here. People have ended up in divorces. We can't believe a marriage so good has ended up here. People are dying in frustration, in the sea of frustration, in the sea of all these things. Yeah? And God is asking, how is it that you do not have a firm and relying trust in me? We all experience a fading faith. I like to call it fading because in some areas of our life, faith starts to fade away because you literally do not see the hand of God. You do not see how things are going to change. Yet we have tremendous faith in other areas. Like seriously, you believe God for this thing, but here your faith is fading. You just do not see how you're going to go around your child, your troublesome child who's been so like for 20 years. Your addictive person, close person for all these years. So before the storm is drowning you, before you are sinking deep, how is it that you do not have a firm and relying trust? Like we said, God always knows that you are able to go through these places. There is nothing that he's going to allow to be in your life that he does not know that you will overcome. So as we are closing our session today, I'll leave you with a word in James 1 verse 2 to 4. It says, consider, all, consider it all joy, my brethren. When you encounter various trials, when you, not if you, when you, you know, 
that means in life there's going to be various trials of some sort like i said at the beginning some could be lighter some could take less time some could be extreme some could be hard some could be long but knowing that the testing of your faith endures i mean produces endurance it endures the test of time so let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing lacking in nothing let's hold tight let's yeah let's hold tight our journeys let's know that god is for us is not against us the three things once again i will speak about them again because i want to overemphasize them god has you and i's best interests at heart god is the only person that is going to delight and rejoice over above and beyond in our prosperity and god knows everything he has no failure record he is who he said he is and he is who he still says he is so nobody care you're just going to give us a closing remark and we are closing in a few today's um audio is a bit long-ish but yeah thanks for joining us today so nobody can just give us a remark in one minute as we close yes um, um <clears throat> thank you so much um Fiona. Yes, uh, one of the things that is so profound, one of the lessons, key lessons that I've learned in, in my journey with God is at times it's not wise to ask him for to change the situation. Yeah. At times you just have to ask him to change you so that you can favorably go through the situation. At times yeah. there is no option. That fire is there and you must go through it, you know. Yeah. Yes, and um just a few pointers from what we have discussed today how you survive the wilderness do not grumble one be thankful and trust god look onto those victories that he has given you it will yeah, give yeah, you faith yeah, yeah, sufficient yeah. enough keep your eyes fixed on god at all times because the moment you leave the moment your eyes go elsewhere it's very easy for you to be swallowed by that wilderness don't make that thing that you lack eh turn into an idol for you yeah. if you're looking for for God to promote your music ministry don't don't again lift it above actually you magnify yes. it when you magnify it God. it's very easy for you to be deviated yeah. um don't don't go in people that don't think the same way with you you oh, know when when I'm, when I'm in a, a situation and I'm talking to Fiona she may put me on course but if I'm talking to a person who does not understand the first thing about salvation they are so likely to deviate me from the path you know Yeah so surround yourself with people that are support to you you know and uh, as 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 Fiona said know that God is actually shaping you conditioning you to be that minister that is without fault that is without blame yes and um once again it's an honor to yeah to, yes and we are reigning with Christ it, amen today it may not make sense but, but tomorrow it will day, you will see everything and you will vividly and and physically see him in every step that you do so yeah. hang in there know that he has got your back yay much love and thanks y'all for joining us today with love from coffee and conversations catch you again next week 
I'm not yet sure what we are going to talk about next week, but yay, be expectant. Be expectant water things are coming through. Don't forget to send us that message if you have any comments, if you have any additions or suggestions on what you would like us to tackle. I think this marks the end of our long way home journey and series maybe it could reappear somewhere in the future i don't know i hope you enjoy your morning your afternoon your evening or your night i've been your host fiona bye and blessings